The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. By tomorrow, I will rule the world! You think he's gone? He's not gone! That's the whole point! He's never gone! Is this some radical new therapy? You see? Well, I mustn't have been paying attention. When you were just talking to me Do you think that you could repeat the question And I listen more attentively There must have been something In all of that nothing That wasn't quite so easy to see And I must have missed something When you were just talking to me Looking at the ratings the other night, pretty good Doing pretty good. Last, last three or four weeks, ratings have been kind of through the roof. Had a few controversial shows, I think. Well, let's see if we can beat it today. Yeah. sleep last night. I don't know why, but I'm waking up at 10 o'clock in the morning now every morning and I'm hating it. Everybody! I missed the second bar. Sliding back. I try to get too high though, that's why. Alright, should we start the show? Sure. All right. Hi, how you guys doing? My name's Tom Duggan here with the Paying Attention Podcast. Hi, Tom. Two guys, Smoke Shop at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. Got a lot of things to get to today. Going to try and jump around a little bit. Uh, before we do, I want to thank our sponsors. Let's get that done uh, because they help us uh, with the show, and most of them are advertised in the paper, and we love all of them. Uh, the McLennan Real Estate Century 21 uh, in Methuen. Uh, on Broadway, Tomo and Shaken Seafood, Borelli's Deli. Can you pull me down just, I can't believe I'm saying down, but if you could pull me down just a little bit. Uh, The Zany Pesci Law Office, uh, Marston Inside Construction, EIS Investigation and Gun Training. Uh, Who did I forget? Clear Path for Veterans, New England. And by the way, while we're talking about Clear Path, let me pull this up and give you guys, uh, Clear Path is having uh, June 7th. So when is June 7th? Do we know? Let's take a week it's almost a week away. Mm-hmm. No, it's uh, well, it's a week from next Wednesday, June seventh, at the Methuen VFW at nine a.m. So you probably won't see me unless I'm still up from the night before. Uh, Clear Path for Veterans New England is, is uh, holding an event at the VFW in Methuen for veterans in need. And what they do, they do a lot of stuff at, at Clear Path. We talk about them a lot on the show. Um, they they provide service dogs for veterans. They uh, if you're addicted to anything, they, they'll get you into rehab. Uh, if you need job training, they'll help you with job training. If you need food, if you if you have what they now call food insecurity, because you have to give everything a funny name in politics, right? Mm. Um, if you have food insecurity, uh, they'll help you. They'll help you with groceries. They'll help you with – there's really nothing that, that Clear Path for Veterans, Randy and Jason and everybody down there, there's nothing that they won't do to help a veteran. 
and they do follow the motto of John Radke, God rest his soul. I miss that guy every day. Um, never say no to a veteran. No matter what it is, never say no to a veteran. And I'm waiting on, um, I was expecting to hear by really today about what's going on with the other organization. I'm not going to mention them in the same breath because I don't want people to confuse them, but there's one in Haverhill that is spiraling out of control and I think about to be closed from what I'm being told. Um, who else? Pleasant Valley Landscaping. Dave Id Consoli called me this morning, wanted to let me know he's got plenty of workers. He's got lots of workers now, so he's all staffed on workers, uh, but they are taking on new jobs. So if you're looking to get any landscaping done, this is the time of year to do it. You live in Andover, you live in North Andover, even if you live in Lawrence, there are places in Lawrence that do, that do There's some really nice houses in Lawrence, especially like at the tops of the hills and uh, in the Mount Vernon neighborhood. So um, give Pleasant Valley Landscaping a call. Also, a free shout-out to JG's Ice Cream. And one of the women that I love the most in the world, Lisa Williams at AFC Urgent Care. We love them. Who did we forget? EIS Investigation and Gun Training. Martian and Sun Construction. I didn't go in order, so I jumped around. Hopefully, I got everybody. But I'll do it again at the end of the show. All right. So, get the, uh, uh, get the sponsors out of the way. We've got a bunch of things to get to. But before we do, um, Borelli's Deli. We had the new owners of Borelli's Deli on the program a couple of weeks ago with Don Spiriglio. And uh, one, of the, one of the changes that they've made, they're not change, they're not eliminating anything off the current menu. They've made that really clear because everybody's afraid that they're going to, like, take things off the menu that everyone likes. They're not going to do that. But what they are doing is they're adding stuff. And one of the things they're adding, if you could pull that up, is a sandwich of the day. And every day they're posting on Facebook and other social medias their sandwich of the day. This is the sandwich of the day, but you got to get there by 3. So we started at 2. you got to get there like now. So while you're listening to the show, head down to Borelli's Deli. This is the Caprese sub. It's prosciutto, fresh mozzarella, tomatoes, basil, oil, Balsamic, and I assume that's balsamic vinegar, right? I'm uh, not normally much of a... like a balsamic glaze. Oh, okay. All right. Fair enough. Um, and fre- on a fresh Tripoli sub roll, it's available till 3 o'clock. They're open till 4, but you really got to get there uh, at 3 o'clock. So uh, I can't go get one now. Yeah, we I'm, could. No, we're st- I'm stuck here with you. Oh, I can't true. get one. You, can, you know what? You can go. Teased. You go and, and just now? be here by the end of the show okay. so we can play the bubble. All right. We'll go ahead. <laughs> um, so we want to thank them. Memorial Day is this coming weekend. And I want to let you guys know, this is very important. Um, every single community, almost every single community has something for Memorial Day. Please go. Um, I usually go to the one in North Andover, the Memorial Day ceremony at the um, cemetery. It's usually early in the morning, like really early, like 10, 30, 11 o'clock for me. So it's hard for me to get there, but I do try to get there every year. Um, and then I get a million emails from people saying, hey, we didn't see you at the Memorial Day thing in Lawrence. Don't you care about veterans anymore? Hey, we didn't see you at the Memorial Day thing in Haverhill. Don't you care about veterans anymore? I, I'm, only one guy, I'm only one person. I can only get to one. So uh, I send Rich Russell to the one in Lawrence. Scott Wood goes to the one in Haverhill for me. Um, I've got a, a friend in, in Methuen. I won't say his name because the politicians will target him. But he goes to the one in, in Methuen for me. And then they send me pictures. And then I share them all on Facebook to everybody. Um, you know, uh, today's kids think that heroes are TikTok influencers, uh, rock stars, rap stars, movie stars. The real heroes are the people who go off and die for their country. And Memorial Day... A lot of people don't know the difference between Veterans Day and Memorial Day. Veterans Day is a day to honor all veterans. Memorial Day is for those who lost their lives fighting for our country. So please do something for a veteran. In fact, if you know a veteran, if you've got one in your neighborhood, if you've got a veteran that, at work that you work with, buy them lunch. Do something nice for them and thank them for their service. That'd be really nice. But Memorial Day is really for uh, veterans who have lost their lives. So please do something. 
for one of the Gold Star families. That's families who have lost a, uh, a family member in the line of duty uh, for the country. Uh, we usually, on Memorial Day, every single month, we, we honor a veteran on the front page of the Valley Patriot. And we only, only honor people that are alive. A few times we've done a, a, something for someone who had recently passed um, and done some, but 99% of the ones that we do are veterans who are alive. But over 19 years, some of them have passed away. So what I try to do on Memorial Day is I go through all of the stories that we have online of local veterans, find the ones that have passed away, and then like John Ratka, and then post their stories on the Valley Patriot Facebook page. Take a minute to look through some of those. Take a, take a minute to read some of those. Um, these people made tremendous sacrifices, not just you know their, their lives, but their family's future happiness. You know, when, when someone dies in the line of duty, they, they usually leave behind a wife, kids, parents, brothers and sisters, girlfriends, boyfriends, um, and, and they're affected too. The rest of their lives are affected too. Um, so we'll just, let's just be mindful over the weekend that this is not about barbecues. It's not about, you know, steak and cheese. It's not about throwing sausages on the grill. It's really about honoring those who have lost their lives so that we can continue to be free. And so far, I got to check the newspaper every day because the Biden administration is taking our rights every single day. They're taking it another right away. But, I, but as of right now, we still have rights. Uh, not many, because like I said, they're, they're whittling them away every chance they get. Uh, but we do have rights. And thank God we've got a Supreme Court that protects us uh, from elected officials of both parties who are hell-bent on taking our rights away. Um, so you remember the story we did, uh, Chrissy, two weeks ago about the city councilors? Uh, we're not going to do that one yet. We, we, I got a previ- previous update. Mm-hmm. Remember the story we brought in the video of the city councilors attacking the state reps because they wouldn't sign a letter saying Joe Solomon's a bad guy? Yeah. Remember that? And they said, well, we got to read it first. And they said, no, no, why won't you sign it now? Sign it now without reading it. How dare you make us look bad? And they said, look, just if you send it to us, we'll read it. And if we agree with it, we'll sign it. Senator Piano said that. State Representative Francisco Polino said that. State Representative Ryan Hamilton said that. And uh, Estella Reyes' aide Tom said that. Here we are 23 days later. And I called Senator Piano an hour before we went on the air. And I said, Senator, I just want three seconds of your time. By the way, thank you for picking up the phone because a lot of elected officials don't right away, right? He said, Tom, what do you need? I said, I just want to know, did you get the letter yet? And he, he burst out laughing. You guys are such a joke. He burst out laughing and said, nope, we still don't have the letter. That was three weeks ago. It was so important that that the city councilors demanded that they agree live at a city council meeting to sign off on a letter they hadn't read. And when they said, yeah, just send it to us, we'll read it. I would have, I would have emailed that if, I, if, if they really cared about what they said they cared about. I would have emailed that letter that night. While they were sitting there, I would have emailed them the letter. And then I would have called them the next day and say, did you get the letter? And then I would have called them the day after that and say, okay, did you sign the letter? Can you send it back to us? None of that happened, which shows they're all full of shit. They're all full of shit. And by the way, now that we're here, oh, I was watching some old uh, videos of the show to pull clips. I say, by the way, a lot. I'm trying very hard now. I, now I'm like overconscious about it, so I'm going to have to try and, uh, try and say it less. But by the way, <laughs> I talked a lot during that show about the new police superior officer's contract that they told you 
was two, two, and two, if I'm remembering correctly. What that means is it's a three-year contract. It's a 2% raise in the first year, a 2% raise in the second year, and a 2% raise in the third year. Now, maybe I got the first year wrong because I really needed some negotiations to pay some money back from the last contract. But in essence, they said two, two, and two. This is the same council that for four years pounded their fist and called Joe Solomon a crook and called city uh, called other police officers a crook, saying that, and by the way, the previous mayor, Mayor Zanny, a crook because they passed a contract that they told the public was zero, two, and two, and it turned out to be like 20%. So I came in here during that show when the councils were humiliating their state reps, and I stopped the discussion for a couple of seconds and blew out to you that I did the math, and it's more like a 26% raise. Well, I, not one, by the way, not one council called me to say I was wrong. Not one. Not one of them emailed me and said, Tom, I don't know where you're getting your numbers, but it's definitely not 26%. There are nine counselors. I talked to at least five of them. Not one of them disputed what I said. And I even asked one of them, because I, didn't, I don't like to give them a preview of what I'm about to do. So I, there was one that like, I really trust. I said, just between you and I, uh, uh, did I get my math wrong on that? And the answer I got was, well, I don't know. I'm going to have to go back and I'm going to have to look. That was the answer I got. And by the way, never got back to me after they supposedly went and looked, if they bothered to look. So uh, I downloaded the contract and I did a little bit of math. And I, 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 can't, believe, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but it's absolutely true. I went back over it like five times. Now, I might be off by like a dollar or so. Because I did go to Lawrence High School. You got to cut me a little slack on the exact number. Maybe, I, maybe I'm off by a dollar. Maybe there's cents and it got rounded up or down. But the current city council, after banging their fist on the, on the table and yelling and screaming about criminal contracts and saying how they were so much more moral than the last city council. By the way, Neil Perry too. Neil Perry too. So much more moral than Steve Zanny. He was going to get to the bottom of this. He was going to renegotiate a contract and make it equitable for the people of Methuen. He was going to make sure that they, that they, the public wasn't being lied to again, because that evil Steve Zanny and that evil former council lied to you. They told you zero, two, and two in the first year. It was like twenty percent raise. They renegotiated a new contract. At the end of the contract. I'm going to pull up the exact quote. At the end of the contract. That they, that this council, this council voted on back in, what's the date on this? Uh, September of 2022. That's September of last year, not even a year ago. Here's what one council said about the new contract that they signed. I strongly believe that this will be seen as a cornerstone. The legacy of Methuen Mayor Neil Perry and his administration. That's what one councilor said. Another council said, uh, this, is, this is the series finale of this trilogy he said, um, let's see, the superior officers really dug, dug far to make sure that they uh, rectified the issues of the past, another counselor said. I'm reading from the Eagle Tribune. And I'm not going to mention which counselors because it's not about the individual counselors. They act as a body. So I'm holding them all responsible as a body. Um, uh, I think you get the great thing. Um, In a year, this council will look very differently, one counselor said. <laughs> I'm going to read that again. In a year, this council will look very different, one council said. There will be folks on the council who may not have any experience in municipal finance. And that's because next year there's going to be all new councils. Well, we're looking at this, I'm looking at this council very differently than I did back in September, I'll tell you that much, because I did the math 
And if you do the math, if you take the, the amount of money in the police superior officer's line in the budget from last year when they were under the old contract, and then you compare it to what's in the budget or what's supposed to be in the budget for this year's contract, let's bring those numbers up, Chrissy. Here's what the superior officers, and by the way, I have no problem with these people making this kind of money. I'm perfectly fine with it, but you guys aren't, as I said on a previous show. So here's the actual numbers if you live in Methuen. If you were outraged by the last superior officer's contract, and you bought into the fact that Neil Perry and this council renegotiated everything, and now it's what it's supposed to be, let me tell you, you've been sold a bill of goods. When you take the amount of captains and you divide the amount of captains by the amount of, and this is only salary raises. I want you to see this. It's only salary. This doesn't include longevity. This doesn't include the Quinn bill. This doesn't include uniform allowance. This doesn't include all the other bennies that are in the contract. This is only salary, only salary. Each captain got a raise in this budget, $26,260. A $26,000 raise. And again, I think they earned every fucking penny of that because when gunshots start getting fired, we're all running away, and these guys are running toward the, toward the bullets. So I, again, I'm not attacking the police superior officers. If I had my way, I'd pay them even more. But you guys, you guys called the old contract criminal. That's what you said. And then you supported and voted on and deceived the public, Mayor Perry, city councilors, deceived the public into thinking that it was a 2% raise, when the actual raise is 26260 for each captain, $26,940 for each lieutenant, and $21,728 for each sergeant. Does that sound like a 2% raise to you? You have to make it a million dollars, maybe it's 2%. I'm pretty sure they're not making a million dollars. So let's review. They sold you a bill of goods when they all came in, and they all came in together. Almost all of these councils, I think seven of the nine councils were all, all came in at the exact same year. There's like two or three holdovers uh, that came in afterwards. I think DJ Beauregard's new, and I think, um, I think Mike Samad's got one more term left, to, so those two aren't termed out. But the rest of you guys pounded your fist and called Joe Solomon a criminal and promised he was going to jail, and Greg Gallant and, and, and Sean Fountain and Steve Zani and Bob Kelly. Bob Kelly... Steve Kelly? I forget his first name, but his last name is Kelly. Uh, the old finance director? You guys went after them? And the Methuen public ate it up. The Methuen public ate this up like crazy. Finally, we have counselors that are holding people accountable, I was hearing on Facebook. I was hearing in the community. And Steve Saber and Jim McCarty got up there and grandstanded at every fucking meeting, every single meeting. They could be talking about the color of the drapes in the mayor's office, and somehow the conversation would veer off to Joe Solomon's a criminal, and the police superior officer's contract is too much. And you were lied to by the previous council, and that makes it criminal because they're spending your money. And then they renegotiated a contract and gave captains a $26,000 fucking raise. And lieutenants, a $26,000 fucking raise. And sergeants, a $21,000 raise. So... It's an election year, and I expect some of the new council candidates to be addressing this because if you're not going to hold the few councils that run for re-election responsible for those numbers right there, and, and again, I want to I I reiterate because that number is much, much higher. 
I gave you the low number because I didn't include the Quinn bill, which means if they go to if they go to college and they get a degree, they get a bump in pay. Their uniform allowance, their uh, their buyback, their sick time, all the other stuff. None of that is in there. Not not these numbers. None of that is in my numbers. This is just salary. That's it. And they had the nerve. They had the nerve to look you in the eye and say, well, they're the bad guys and we're the good guys. And, and they got it wrong, but, but we fixed it. We fixed it, Methuen residents, Methuen voters. You're no longer paying exorbitant amount of money for these police superior officers contract. And they lied. They lied. Apparently, Steve Saber didn't bother to get himself a calculator. Apparently, Jim McCarty didn't bother to pull out his calculator and use it. Apparently, um, Nick DiZaglio liked the kid. He's going to be here in a couple of weeks. But apparently, he didn't bother to do the math either. Or did they? Or did they? Maybe they did get the calculator. Maybe they do know that these are the real numbers. So only one of two things happened here. Either they lied to you like they railed against the previous council for lying to you. Or they had no idea because they didn't bother to do the math. So you're either incompetent or you're crooked. That's a, that's a, pretty, awful, that's a pretty awful position to be in as an elected official. You're either completely incompetent or you are completely crooked. To be honest with you, I think most of them are just completely crooked, quite frankly. Even Joel Ferretra, listen, and I like, he's probably the guy I like the most on the council, but he's, done, he's become nothing but a puppet for Neil Perry. He has. And not only has he become a puppet for Neil Perry, he's become Neil Perry's uh, a bulldog. He's now going after people behind the scenes that Neil Perry doesn't like. And that's a sad thing because I like, you know, there's a lot of good people that get, they run for office because they want to do the right thing. And they're good people. And then they get in there and they just get swallowed up by the culture of corruption in Methuen City politics. They just do. They become friendly with certain people and then they trust those people. And then they become, they become like the, 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 the tackle or the, the block. I'm not a big football guy. The blocker. They become the blocker on a football team to stop anybody from getting near the guy that they like, to stop anybody from criticizing the guy that they like. In fact, Joel Ferretra, and again, I like him as a person, and, and, and I'm just going to leave it at that, but he even wants to change the name of the, of the uh, field house at Methuen High School and take Steve Zani's name off the field house because of the previous contract with the police department, and one has nothing to do with the other. But he's just so infuriated that Steve Zani supported that last contract that he has put forth a motion to take Steve Zani's name off the field house. Now, not for anything, but you can say what you want about Steve Zani. But if not for Steve Zani, there'd be no field house at the high school for the kids. He's the one that went and got the grant. He's the one that made sure that before he left office, it got done. So they named it after him. And Joel wants to take his name off. Well... Let me ask you, Joel, like with all due respect, and I do respect you a lot, if you're taking the name of Steve Zani off a field house because he supported the last contract, then you should be out against every single one of your fellow counselors and the mayor and make sure their name doesn't ever go on anything because they supported this contract. And so, yes, I'm blaming the council. Absolutely. I'm blaming the mayor who actually negotiated the contract and then lied to you. And there's no, there's no question in my mind Neil Perry knows what's in this contract. He knows. He knows. Through all of his, his um, um, 
health issues that he's had, he has worked from home, he's worked from the hospital, he's worked from rehab, he renegotiated the contract before he got sick, before he got sick, but he's still out there saying that this is a great contract. So it's the mayor's fault, yes, absolutely, he negotiated it, he put it to the council, and he's the one who said, two, two, and two. And then the councilors did what the last council did, I think some of them, didn't bother to do the math, didn't bother to bring your calculator and do the actual math and find out what it was. The rest of you knew what was in this contract and lied to the public anyway. So yes, it's the council's fault. Yes, it's the mayor's fault. But wait a minute. There's someone else who's also responsible. I seem to remember, I think it was Nick DiZaglio, because I think he's the only guy there that's got any balls anymore. And I don't agree with him on a lot of stuff, but I think it was Nick DiZaglio who went after the CAFO. The CAFO was appointed by the state because Methuen overspent the school budget by $4 million and had to borrow money from the state. So they gave us an overseer, and they call her a CAFO. I forget what it stands for. Um, A chief finance officer or something. Everything that gets spent has to go to her for approval before it gets spent. Every budget has to have, what's the word Jessica uses? A financial impact statement. So if they're going to negotiate a new contract with DPW, the CAFO has to come up with a financial impact statement to show how much it's going to cost for the life of that contract. If it's a three-year contract, here's what it's going to cost in the first year. Here's what it's going to cost in the second year. Here's what it's going to cost in the third year. I remember Nick DeZogler getting up and questioning her numbers. And when she did, what he did, this is what happened on Neil Perry's podcast. And so our CAFO... And by the record, if you're going to do a character debate in the community, you stick to me. You leave the CAFO alone. She's the finest employee this city has ever had. Wow. <laughs> well, it's like it's silly now. Okay. Really? Are you looking at those numbers? She approved this. She's the CAFO from the state. She's supposed to be the last backstop to make sure that the mayor and the city council don't do what the last mayor and city council did. And, I, and I've defended Maggie Dupre every single time her name has come up on this show. I like her. I mean, I don't know her personally. I don't think we've ever even actually physically met. But I've watched her at those meetings. I've looked at her numbers over the years. And, and up until recently, up until Nick DiZaglio questioned her math, I was on board with Maggie Dupre. And then I started doing math, and I started wondering. And I think that was back in September when all this happened. September, maybe around December. And I'm looking at these numbers. Look at those. Look at that. Like, I, I don't want to beat a dead horse here, but holy shit, they wanted someone to go to jail. They wanted, they wanted Joe Solomon to go to jail for being involved in a contract that they said was a fraudulent contract. What the fuck do you call that? 26,000, 26,000, 21,000 in the first year? First year. We're not even talking about year two because, by the way, those numbers become part of their base salary next year. So the raise that they get next year is going to compound with those numbers in the base number. So if the number was 120, let's, let's just give a round number. If, if a captain was making $100,000, this year they're making 126 too. Which means next year the 2% raise will be a 2% on top of 126 too. Get it? So they got a 26% raise this year. Next year, it's probably going to be more. 
Wow. Wow. And you know what's funny? No one gives a shit. Nobody cares. The counselors look at you with a straight face and tell you that it's one thing when it's another. And then rail against other people for saying that it was one thing when it was another. And then when you catch them, two weeks ago I did a show. Not one of them have said a word about it. Not one counselor. I would have thought for sure Jessica was going to say something. Like she's the only one at the table that doesn't care who her friends are. It's one of the things that I really admire about her. She has no friends on that council. She doesn't want to be their friend. She doesn't want to hang out with them and have drinks after the meetings. She's not looking to impress them. She's not, she's not doing anybody else's bidding. She's very independent. I thought for sure Jessica would have something to say about this police contract after I blew the whistle two weeks ago. And two weeks ago, I was just giving you a preview because I didn't have actual numbers. Now we've got actual numbers. Are you kidding me? Wow. Like, I don't know what else to say. But if the Methuen voters return any of these incumbents without bringing this up and without questioning them and getting a satisfactory answer as to how they all supported this contract after what they said about the last contract, if you guys don't hold them accountable, then actually the people that are really to blame is not Maggie Dupre, is not Neil Perry, and it's not the city council. It's you. You're the ones to blame. I mean, after Judy Scandal blew $4 million, or I should say $4 million went missing. We don't know where it went. We know a, a very small portion of it went to special ed. But when Judy Skinner was a superintendent of schools, and there was $4 million missing, all we heard was, oh, nothing to see here. Move along. It's all, it's all fine. No problem. And then in the next election, you had four, five, five people running for six jobs on the school committee. The parents didn't care. Methuen voters didn't care. They didn't care enough to run for school committee and say, we're putting an end to the nonsense. You had five people run for six jobs. One guy, Ryan Desaglio, won on a writing campaign, which never should have happened. If Methuen voters really gave a shit about their schools, about their police department, about their local city government, Ryan Desaglio would have had eight people running against him with doctor's degrees and master's degrees, and he never would have had a shot to run and win on uh, write-ins. By the way, I'm, I'm, I'm actually glad he's on the school committee because I think he's the only guy that asks real questions. He's the only guy not interested in being friends with anybody in the school system. He doesn't want to go out for beers with them afterwards and protect the insiders like certain other people on that school committee do. So it's, it's on you guys. It's on, it's on the Methuen voters now. I mean, I'm not going to belabor this because, you know, I come in here every week and, you know, I blow this out little by little because if I brought in everything all at once, it would just be overwhelming because it's very complicated stuff, contracts and zero, two, and two, and what does this mean? So I try to parcel it out so you guys will understand. But holy crap, we've now learned just in the last couple of weeks that they're full of shit when they wanted, they, they humiliated state reps and a state senator over a letter that they really didn't even care about. They didn't even really care if they signed off on him. They just wanted to grandstand in a meeting. And now we find out that the contract they supported back in September of last year is not the be-all and end-all contract that they promised us that it was. Now, Tom, you don't live in Methuen. What do you care? Here's why I care. Because when you went $4 million in the red, you had to borrow my state tax dollars, and my state tax dollars are going to pay Maggie Dupre to oversee your finances... And she let this go. She let this go. So it's going to be interesting to see now that they're working on the new budget. It's going to be interesting to see how Maggie Dupre 
fills the gap, fills the hole, because you're going to have a deficit. What this means is you're going to have a deficit in your next, in your next budget, which means Neil Perry's going to have to raise your taxes, business and residents, and or he's going to have to cut spending. And I don't think there's enough spending to cut because almost every employee in Methuen's on a contract. So it's not like you can cut their pay. It's not like you can cut – you could probably lay people off. So you're either going to have diminished services in Methuen or, or you're going to have to pay a lot more in taxes. Wow. This is the guy, Neil Perry. This is the guy that we all thought, including me. I'll take full responsibility for my, my part in it. We all, this is the guy that we thought was going to get in there and stop the nonsense. People voted for Neil Perry because they were tired of the lies, and he became just like all the rest of them. They voted for Neil Perry because they didn't want him hiring city council as relatives. And everybody said, well, Jen Canan, you got to love her. She's a wonderful person. I, I really like Jennifer a lot. But her brother was in the fire department. Her daughter works for the school department. Her son works for the police department. And the voters didn't want that. And then Neil Perry got in, and he hired Jim McCarty's brother to be an epidemiologist when he's not an epidemiologist. And then defended it when we called him on the carpet. So what do you have in Methuen? Meet the new boss, same as the old boss. You've got exactly what you had four years ago. There has been almost no improvement. There has been some. There has been some. But all of the gains that Neil Perry made on free cash, all the gains that he made cutting expenses in the last budget, it's all out the window because now it's all going here. That's where it's going now. So you guys did all of that work to end up exactly where you freaking started. Wow. Wow. So all I can say is, well, the, I want to see 20 people running for city council at Lodge in Methuen this year. I want to see 20 people running for school committee, and I want to see at least five or 10 people running in each district race. We need new blood who's going to get in there, not become the part of the culture of corruption, and blow the lid off all of this stuff. I want one city council who's going to do what I just did. Get out your calculator, do the math, come to a public meeting, and inform the voters of what these people just did. Because I only have a few thousand people watch my podcast. And probably only about a thousand of them live in Methuen. The general public needs to know. This is going to be in the next Valley Patriot, I promise you. It's going to be all over Facebook when we come out, too. And then, here's what I want you to do. I want you to watch to see whether the mayor or the city council disputes any of my numbers. They're going to obfuscate. They're going to say, well, Duggan's just mad because Perry won't go on his show anymore. Duggan's just mad about, they'll make it about me. But I'm not on the city council. And I'm not spending $26,000 more for each freaking captain. They are. Hold them accountable. That's all I can ask. What else do we have? Uh, tonight is the Lawrence High Alumni Banquet. It's one of my favorite events that I go to every year. Uh, my favorite, if you, if you exclude the bash, because that's my event. My favorite is the, the Lawrence Exchange Club Police Officer of the Year. Very close second is the Lawrence High Alumni Scholarship Benefit. I, I think last year they gave away well over $100,000, maybe even $200,000 of the exact number. So we're going to be there tonight. And the two girls that got the scholarships from Lawrence High at our bash this year we're going to bring the big check. We're going to do another pre check presentation because all their friends are going to be there. Their friends' families are all going to be there. So we're going to do that. And I also want to thank Randy Carter from ClearPath and the John Racker Memorial Scholarship who kicked in for one of our scholarships. They're going to be there to present a check tonight um, too. Let's see. What else? Do I have anything else that we can get to uh, with four minutes left? I, 
I saw yesterday that uh, Ron DeSantis is running for president. Couldn't be happier. I'm looking for somebody to vote for besides Donald Trump in the primary if I pull a Republican ballot. But now I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm having a real difficult moral dilemma because I really want to vote for Robert Kennedy in the Democrat primary because I'm not a Republican. I'm an independent. I could pull you the ballot, which should be illegal, but it's not. So I'm going to take advantage of it while it's not. So I can pull a Democrat ballot and vote for either Biden or Kennedy. That's an easy win. Bobby Kennedy, I think, is probably the only brave Democrat in this country who will call out Big Pharma, who will call out the corruption in D.C. And because he does that, they call him crazy. They want to minimize. They want to make sure that, that, that he has no credibility with the voters. And if you put on CNN, he's crazy. He says wacky things. He's, he supports white supremacy. They always go to that. That's their go-to. He supports white supremacy. Run the white supremacy. He's going to get you. And then on the other end, you've got like nine candidates running for the Republican nomination. I love Tim Scott, but I don't think he's got a shot in hell. I think DeSantis has a, has a good shot. And Tim Scott would make an excellent vice presidential running mate for Ron DeSantis. Now, if Trump wins the primary and Bobby Kennedy doesn't win the primary on the Democrat side, I'm going to have to vote for Trump again. I'm not going to like it, but I'm going to do it. I think Donald Trump's policies were incredible. And most of the people who hate Donald Trump have no idea what his policies are. They just hate him. They hate him because he says mean things. He tweets mean things. He says racist things. He says sexist things. And sometimes he does. I'm I'm not going to say he doesn't because he does. I don't care about any of that stuff. I'm not voting for Pope. I'm voting for a guy to do a job. I'm voting for, for someone who's going to run the country. So does he grab women's vaginas? I don't care. I don't care if he beats his dog when he goes home. I really don't. I don't care if he beats his kids when he goes home. I'm hiring someone to do a job. And what they do in their personal life has, to me, no bearing. I don't care if he cheats on his wife. I don't care. I really don't care. I don't care if he defrauded the bank out of his last mortgage. I don't care. What I care about is what kind of job can he do. And I saw the job that he did last time. And if you take away all the personality stuff, he did a good job. Russia didn't, inv- didn't invade Ru- Ukraine. North Korea wasn't sending missiles over the, over the uh, ocean near Japan. There was no war in Ukraine. The, the economy was humming. The border was secure. We had the lowest illegal alien uh, uh, influx during the four years of Trump than at any time in history. So his policies were good. I, I'm, I just don't think he can get anything accomplished if he wins this time around. It's going to be four more years. We're going to impeach him because he, he drank coffee with his left hand instead of his right hand. And then he can only serve one term, which means if the Democrats get back in, they'll do what Biden did when he just got in and undo everything that Donald Trump did. And then we end up four years later back where we were eight years ago. It's Methuen all over again at the national level. So I'm looking for somebody new. I'm looking for somebody who has Donald Trump's policies, but is actually going to be able to get something done. And I think Ron DeSantis might be that guy. Although, if, if, if he's out of the race by the time Massachusetts votes, because Massachusetts votes in, in um, uh, prim- what do they call primary Tuesday? What do they call it? Super Tuesday? Where there's like 15, 16 uh, states vote all at the same time on the same day. But that's after New Hampshire, that's after South Carolina, that's after a few other states. DeSantis might be out by that. If he's out by that, I'm voting for Bobby Kennedy. If they're both in, I've really got to make a decision. So send me an email if you have any thoughts on any of this. Um, 
if Donald Trump wins, Donald Trump wins. If he wins the primary, I'm going to support him. You'll have to support him because it, you can't put Biden back in. You look at what's happening to the country, millions of people, millions of drug cartel operatives streaming across the border, being bussed into our cities willingly by our government under this administration. That's just got to stop. And if I thought for a minute Tim Scott had a chance, I'd probably be 100% in. I'm actually going to make some calls and see if I can get him on the show. Um, Chrissy, what do you think about that? All right, let's thank our sponsors. We're going to probably end on time today. How about that? Uh, our sponsors, JG's Ice Cream Free. Shout out for them. You can roll up, Mel. Pleasant Valley Landscaping. Dave in the Consoli is uh, taking on new jobs. We uh, want to encourage you to use Pleasant Valley Landscaping. AFC Urgent Care. Oh, I missed Doug Mercurio, the Mercurio Law Office, and the Paul Lambert Law Office. Free shout out to them. Clear Path for Veterans New England, who is having an event June 7th. It's a coffee social at the Methuen VFW. For any veterans who have any kind of needs at all, please go down. And if you want to help veterans, go to the event and go to Randy and say, I want to help veterans, and he'll sign you up. Uh, McLennan Real Estate, Century 21, Tomo and Shaken Seafood, Borelli's Deli. Go get the Caprese sandwich if you can. There's probably like five minutes left, so go do it. Uh, EIS Investigation and Gun Training, Martian and Sun Construction, and the Zany Pesci Law Office. Next week, I'll let you know if the senators and the state reps got their letter because then it'll be 30 days. I'm going to keep a count going to see how long it takes them to get that letter. Sounds like Melvin Taylor says you got to go home. So go home already. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.